Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Flow and Flourish podcast. This is your host, the Capacity Coach, Nicole Roan. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, this episode is pretty special because it's one that I actually did live with my husband, none other than Chef Roan. So in this episode, we are talking about purposeful parenting, and we got such a good response on Facebook. So I wanted to make sure that I included the audio here, but definitely know that you can go watch us in action. I'll include the link in the show notes, but wanted to drop this here so you can get right into it. And I hope that you enjoy, because if you are a parent, whether you have an adult child, a teenage child, a young school age child, this is for you. All right, all right, all right. Hello, everyone. It is Nicole Roan, your favorite capacity coach, and I am streaming across several platforms right now. I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, and I'm on YouTube. And I normally release podcast episodes on Tuesdays, but I wanted to come on here because number one, I've never done a live podcast before, so I'm super excited about that. Um, Number two, I wanted to really have an open and honest conversation with you about parenting. And since we are in Women's History Month, um, I really wanted to make sure that I highlighted the parenting part. Because as parents, we are constantly making sacrifices. We're constantly trying to, you know, raise kids that are better than us so that we set them up for success. And I'm really excited about the history that I've been able to make as a parent in my personal life and how it's impacted my professional life. So tonight I am going to be talking about purposeful parenting. And if you've seen the post, then I talked a little bit about what that means. So I'm going to be sharing how counseling, communication, and capacity. Yes, y'all know that's my favorite word. Hey, Lanisha. Um, How all three of these things together have helped me make history as a parent. And I have a special surprise guest, you guys. I am so excited to bring this guest on because being a parent, y'all know I couldn't do this by myself, right? I didn't become a parent by myself, right? So, I am bringing on none other than Chef Roan himself. My husband, Darius Roan, is going to actually join me for this conversation because he is a huge part of me being able to have capacity, um, a huge part of me being able to be a history maker. And moms, for those of you who have your, you know, the dads in your lives, most of them, I hope, are helping you to do the same thing. So without further ado, I am going to bring in Mr. Darius Roan so that we can get into this conversation about purposeful parenting. Let me scoot on over. Come on in. Come on in. Hey, hey, hey. How you doing, sir? Good evening. How you doing? Good. (laughs) We say that like we haven't been sitting together today, right? So what I want to do, first of all, thank you so much for being part of the podcast. I know that you you. have, you know, never really gone live with me before. (laughs) You nervous? (laughs) Don't be nervous. I I won't make you nervous, okay? (laughs) So I invited you on the podcast because you have watched this evolution of me going from corporate 
um, being a business owner, being a capacity coach, you have been fully supportive as I've shared, you know, the trials and tribulations that we've been through as a couple. And in my last podcast episode, I'll let you listen to a little bit of it. Mm -hmm. You know, I talked a lot about how, you know, the support of you and how we've been able to really model good behavior. That was one of the ways that I talked about breaking the cycle. Mm -hmm. And so tonight I want to talk a little bit about counseling first. Can I be honest? I can be honest. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you guys, one of the things that, you know, we struggled with at the very beginning was counseling. So if you are someone who comes from a family or a space or a place where counseling is like a no-no. Anybody raise their hand in the chat too? Yes, I'm going to raise both hands because, you know, I didn't grow up going to counseling. Um, It was kind of shunned. Everything was talking about, pray about it, right? Mm -hmm. And so in the beginning, I really was the only one that was going into counseling. And I saw how that was changing my life. So I wanted to make sure that, you know, this one was up for <laughs> for counseling. And if I'm honest, at first he wasn't. He was like, I'm not going. I don't need that. Ain't nothing wrong. Black folks don't do counseling. Nope. Nope. <laughs> right. That's, you know, the mindset that you had. Yes. But as we had mm-hmm. our journey and going through separation and really um, getting our family back together, that shifted for you. It did. And so tell me how you feel counseling has helped us as parents and to purpose more or to parent more purposefully. Um, there's a couple of things. First of all, you know, I was very reluctant on just not even going to counseling because mm-hmm. like you said, it was frowned upon, but going through what we went through and fighting for, you know, everything that we were fighting for. I had to be open. I had to be receptive to it. You know, Mm -hmm. hearing somebody else say, well, she does have a point. It's not always (laughs) going to be my way, her way. I got a little validation. validation. (laughs) But it was funny, you know, hearing it from another perspective, another person that was in the room of counseling that was not just one sided, but also seeing both point of views. And then when you came to the round table and said, well, he sees it this way and she sees it this way. How about y'all see it together this way? Mm -hmm. And that made a big difference. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we were able to talk things out instead of I said it this way and I said it that way. You know, talking is key. Mm -hmm. And in this, it helps because if you don't talk, there is no relationship. Mm -hmm. And then when you don't have that relationship, then it's just one sided. Mm -hmm. And then it's just that one sidedness. And then that's where you start to grow apart. Mm -hmm. But with the counselor and everything. It brought us a lot closer together, you know. It did. I started to believe in you. You started to believe in me because that trust was gone. Mm-hmm. But as we sat there for months, people, not <laughs> Lots days, of months, time. You know, it took a lot of it took a lot for us to get to the space that we're at. Mm-hmm. And then now we're able to talk and okay, put plan A to plan B. And if that doesn't work, you got C, D, and E, and everything else. So mm-hmm. I do, I do encourage counseling for any and everybody because it's just not for females Mm -hmm. or you know children or anything else it's for us Mm -hmm. and it's about us it is it is and i think that you know apart from us going individually right we went individually then we did marriage counseling um we brought the kids into that 
And so that was really, really different for us. But it's been super beneficial in how we parent because, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you don't laugh at me. I see you laughing at me. Um, You know, I know that I'm passionate about what I do. I'm passionate about my family. And sometimes when things don't go my way, that passion can come out in different ways. And so it really taught me how to have better conversations with our children. Because if you don't know, we have three, right? So we have our 17, our 19-year-old who will be 20. Um, We have my 17-year-old sister who we took in when um, my dad passed. And then we have our eight-year-old Liam who tries me every day. I'm trying to tell him to try Jesus, don't try me, because I throw hands, right? Uh, (laughs) But, you know, it gave us the tools, I think, to really be able to parent in different ways. You know, I grew up getting whoopings. Now, mind you, I was allergic to whoopings, so I didn't have to get a whole lot of them. I don't know about this one over here. Yeah, I got a lot of them. Um, But it allowed us to find different methods for parenting. It allowed us to really see our kids as individual and help us to help them through the stuff that they're going through. Because you all know, you know, the things that kids go through now are not the same as when we grew up. There was no Facebook. There was no Instagram. You know, there was not just like this exploitation of your whole entire life. There was no cyberbullying. There was none of that. So there's a much larger influence on our kids these days. So being able to cope through all of those different things, I believe that parenting really or the counseling helped us to do that. And you know, to kind of change the trajectory. Yes. Now, I know our 19 year old is not going to be happy about this, but I'm going to talk about it anyway, because we're being real. Right. So one of the biggest challenges I would say was when our daughter turned 18. Yes. You you remember that? I see that face. (laughs) And we were not happy with some of the choices that she was making, particularly in, you know, a young man. And so there, there was some shouting and crying and screaming and all of those different things. But through counseling, we were able to sit down and really hear her, hear her for what she needed, for what she wanted, instead of us just saying it's my way or the highway. Um, and within that situation, what do you what do you think counseling helped you to do as we navigated the the boyfriend territory? So, <laughs> Deep breath. Uh... Navigating the boyfriend territory has never been easy for me because that's my baby Mm -hmm. and I always want the best for her. But, you know, going through counseling, we were told or even expressed to that she has to be an individual. She has to grow up. She has to learn on her own. She should fall and be able to pick herself up, you Mm -hmm. know, where we didn't get that option. You know, Mm -hmm. it was just, you're going to figure it out. But with us going to counseling and parenting counseling and family counseling, we got to hear her, hear what she had to say, and then try to give our input by not putting the input, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, so I feel that just going to the counseling gave us a different perspective, a different ear on things. Because like you said, when we were growing up, there was no counselors. Like you said, my my way or the highway, or if you don't like it, get out. You know, you know what I heard. Your right. tears don't move me. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was this it's just it was it was it was testing. Mm-hmm. 
but that's what makes us strong, yeah. you know? And now I see it as a fi- family dynamic right now that we are open and able to talk about it. You know, there's no hiding under the sheets or behind mm-hmm. the pillow or anything else. If there's mm-hmm. a problem, we sit at the table that we're sitting at right now. We talk about it. We do. You know, and that's, I think that's beautiful. I, a lot of families don't get to talk about situations or anything that has to deal with relationships mm-hmm. or anything like that, especially when it's the mother, father, or daughter, or son, however the dynamic may be. Mm-hmm. It's the kids will keep it to themselves and they'll tell it to their friends and then it will hear it on the back end instead mm-hmm. of hearing it on the front end. Yeah. And through that, it's, just, it's beautiful. Yeah, I agree. And I know we've always <sighs> told Amaya um, that come to us. Please don't go to your friends. Come talk to us. So it helped us to create this safe space, right? And I know that I don't think I necessarily had that growing up. I did kind of what I wanted to do. I bounced ideas off of my friends and I tried to figure it out. So the counseling helped us a lot with being able to have those open and honest conversations about stuff that we didn't want to hear, right? Um, You know, that you are nervous talking to your parents about. But I feel like because to your point, Darius, the way that we've created that family dynamic is not only allowing her to do that, but it's showing her friends that because mm-hmm. we've had friends that needed to come and stay with us for a little bit because of how we parent Amaya. Um, now, you talked about communication, so I want to jump into that. Okay. So communication has been key for us in this family and really being able to make history, you know, as I was saying with it being history, women's history month, mm-hmm. how we communicate has been huge. Yeah. So not only do we have these family sit downs, you know, but we really, really do encourage everybody in this house, even the eight year old that tried me every single day, you know, to talk to us. <laughs> he tries you too. Yeah. yeah? <laughs> to talk about, how they feel, what they're feeling, and why they're feeling it. Again, that's not something that I grew up with. And so using Liam as an example, you know, I've had to learn how to parent him. We've had to learn how to parent him differently from Amaya because what she needs is very different from how he deals with things. And so one of the things, um, I'll probably get in trouble for saying this, but in black families, you don't get to have temper tantrums, right? (laughs) You don't get to fall out, do none of that. I'm mad, none of this. So one of the things that I'm proud of is that when Liam is frustrated, when he is angry, when he's tired and doing the most, y'all, like absolutely the most, we give him that space to say, tell me what's going on. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, you know, like the issue we were having earlier today, real life example, he was frustrated because he's still learning how to tie his shoes. Don't judge us. Yes, he's eight. We know he should know how to tie his shoes, he's but it's hard. Right. <laughs> but it's been easier for us, you know, with him getting out of the door to have the slip on shoes. And so he was frustrated as Darius was trying to help him to practice tying his shoes. And so this is where we kind of play good cop, bad cop. You know, he got to the point where he was like, I can't. So Liam came to me and instead of him, you know, instead of me being upset that he was whining and crying and all of those things, um, we sat down as a family. I'm like, well, tell me what's going on. And just creating that safe space for him to say, well, you know what? I just, I I got annoyed because 
I'm tired of trying to tie my shoes. I did it for 10 minutes straight. Why do I need to keep doing it? And after allowing him to express himself, to communicate with us about what he needed, he said, mom, I just really need a break. And Darius was sitting right here and he said, okay, well, how do we do this better next time? If you need a break, instead of you rolling around the floor like a ninja turtle, why don't you say something to us, right? Say, hey, dad, I just need a break. And so we're teaching him those communication skills now so that as he grows up into a young man, a teenager, you know, an adult, that he knows how to communicate, that he can understand that it's okay to be upset, to take a break, pause, and let's communicate about what you need. Because what I've seen growing up and what I still see sometimes, and tell me if this is true for you, is that, you know, because you're a kid, you don't get to validate your feelings. You don't get to talk about what you need or any of that. And then that turns into you stuffing that down. And if we want to create capacity and if we want to create, you know, self-sufficient children, it's important for us to create that space for them to talk about how they feel. Now, I know this has been a huge point of contention with us sometimes. So talk to me about how, you know, you've worked through that, especially with Liam, because Amaya has been good for the most part, right? Yeah. Not, not, not too much trouble, but with our younger one, um, you know, this whole new generation, y'all know if you have kids that are varying ages, um, they, they, they're different. That's all I can say. It's yes. just that they're different. So tell me, you know, how, how this has worked out for you. It's hard. I will say that, especially growing up the way I grew up, like you said, you know, we didn't get to say that I don't like this or I don't want to do this or I don't want to learn this. Mm -hmm. It was either do it or don't do it (laughs) or just go to bed. Mm -hmm. But now being able to see him express his feelings and hear him express his feelings. We got to also remember he is a person. Mm -hmm. He has his own feelings. He has his own thoughts. And we don't know what he's went through prior to going to school and coming home and dealing with things because school is is hard, Mm -hmm. you know, and people look at people certain ways and it triggers certain things and everything else. And Liam, he's a scatterbrain. He runs around. All he wants to do is just run, 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 run. And And play. And it's just hard for him. But at the end of the day, we got to be able to listen and to hear what he has to say. And like you said, sit down and talk and everything else. And then come back and be like, how do you feel? And I think that makes the person or the child feel a lot better when you ask them, how do they feel or what's on their mind and everything else? Mm Because growing up, nobody asked us how we felt. You know, it, it was hard. Especially, I mean, I can even speak for myself. Nobody didn't care about how I felt mm-hmm. or anything like that. It was, you take your butt to school, you do it, come home, do your dishes, and maybe you'll get a little TV. Mm-hmm. But that was it, you know. Mm-hmm. Like you said, this day and age and generation, everybody has a laptop, a telephone that they're able to just get away from. We didn't have that outlet unless we were going mm-hmm. outside to play and then we had to be in before the street lights came on. <laughs> You the streetlight, don't you? Know? you don't you get in past so, the streetlights? You know, right. so, I, mean, I think talking just to your kids is it'll make the world a lot better because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't talk to their kids. It's just we go to work, we come home, we cook, 
good night, I'll see you in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's like two ships passing in the night. Yeah, that interaction has been everything. And yes. so we've been really intentional as parents just to change that, right? To make sure that we are spending quality time, to make sure that we are listening to how they feel um, and understanding, you know, I give my parents credit because, you know, as a child, you you think that your parents have all the answers. They don't. They don't. And I didn't realize that until I became a mom. So to have that empathy, like, I don't know how you did this with with seven of us and there's 10 of us in total. So, you know, I'm hoping that the seeds that we're planting now are going to help them to be better when they get older and that they then take these skills that we're teaching them, you know, to help them through the trials and tribulations of being a parent, because it's it's hard out here for a parent. (laughs) It's hard. Um, so the other thing that I want to talk about is capacity. <laughs> My favorite word. So capacity to me is the amount of time, energy, and resources you have to deal with all the moving parts of your busy life. And is it is it true that capacity is like a household word in this house? It is. It, <laughs> it is. is, right? The kids say, you know, I don't I don't think I have the capacity for that. I'm sorry, sir. You're gonna have to make the capacity to clean that room, right? <laughs> Um, But even as parents, you know, we have really learned how to maximize each other's capacity. And that has been life changing for me because a big part of the reason as to why I'm able to do what I'm doing as a capacity coach is because of this guy right here. Right. Him understanding that the capacity that I had 10 years ago is not the capacity that I have today, because at one point it was about 10 years ago. Right. I was working full time. Um, I was going to school full time. Just all of those different things. Full time wife, newlywed, all of that. And that has shifted. Our life has shifted. And so I've had to be honest about what I need and what I need help with. Mm -hmm. And he helps with that. Right. And then he has to be honest about where his capacity is and really taking the time to understand how much capacity each of us have. So where I fall short, he picks up where he falls short. I pick up now. I have to be honest here. There, there is a lot more of the capacity taking that he does on my part, because I'm grateful to say that, you know, you are chef wrong. I don't have to cook. Right. And oftentimes I don't. That takes a huge weight off of my plate. But I don't know if I've ever told you this. I've told my listeners that I felt bad as a woman and as a wife at first because I felt like it was my job. It was my role. It was my responsibility to cook Mm -hmm. because that's just what I've seen. That's what I've learned. And so you helped me to see that, hey, I'm really, really good at this. Not that I can't cook, because I can. I can get down, y'all. I can. can. Believe me. (laughs) But he does it better, quicker, and faster. And so he's like, why are you being so stubborn? Just let me do it, right? And so we trade off on, on highlighting what he's good at and what I'm good at. And so we recognize each other's capacity, and that helps us to be better parents. So, And I'll touch on this part in a second, but we get to model that. And I want to know how you think that impacts our children and, you know, right now and in the future. But first I want to ask you, you know, how has this capacity journey been for you as our lives have, have evolved as, 
uh, spouses, as parents, taking on more responsibility, me leaving corporate and, you know, becoming a full-time entrepreneur and business owner? Um, these last, I'm going to say, four to th three to four years, at the beginning, it was real rocky because it was COVID. Mm -hmm. And we all were trapped in the house for <laughs> a year, year and a Almost half. Almost two, yeah. You know, so I mean, but I think even then we really found out who we are and what we were capable of taking on and what we can do, mm -hmm. you know, and you starting off into the entrepreneurship and, you know, leaving your job and everything else and walking into the place that you are in now, you know, I had to increase the capacity to take on new roles, to take on the bigger journey steps and everything else to let you sit down and focus and get into the classes that you were in, mm -hmm. you know, and watching you there at the computer from eight to five to six o'clock at night, I knew that it had to be done just for you to start the journey that you were on mm -hmm. and that you're on right now into the place that you're at right now. Mm -hmm. Cause it ain't been easy. No, don't make you know, me cry on here. <laughs> it you know? I mean, I could remember when we started our first podcast, Mm -hmm. in a hotel room oh my gosh when i went live for the first time and i was nervous yeah, but know. you created the capacity he yeah. was the cameraman he was coaching <laughs> me he was like look like this sit like this take a deep breath you're gonna be all right yeah but man i forgot about that it's it's been a journey but i think just sitting back and you gotta I always say play the tape forward mm -hmm. and see where it's going to go. Don't ever go backwards. Always go forward and play the tape so far forward and you let your mind wander and get into places that you've never been. And mm -hmm. look where you're at now. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. you got over, what, a thousand viewers and over in your podcast and everything I else. just hit 6K. I just hit 6K, y'all. Congratulations. Thank you, know, you for being listeners. And just, <laughs> it's beautiful. You know, it's, I love it. You know, I love from you from the head to the toe, you know, know. and everything, you know, it just, it, it's not easy, but you do it. You'll sit right here at this table for hours at a time, but somehow you get it done. And I yeah. try to make your life as easy as, as possible that it can be, you know, mm -hmm. like you say, where you fall off, I pick up and keep picking up and keep picking up. And keep <laughs> you know up. what? Don't <laughs> but, you do that. <laughs> but, no, it's beautiful though. You know, I, I enjoy walking with you in this. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it because I often say, you know, so many people hear about the negative side of what we went through. Um, and, you know, to be able to sit here and talk about the positives and how we show up for our kids and we model that behavior. It is. It's amazing. I'm laughing because, Lanisha, I see your comment. Play the take for Come on, capacity coach. <laughs> yes. That's what it is. Right. And that's something that he tells our kids all the time. Um, and we're helping them to start early. Right. I didn't I hadn't heard nothing about capacity early on in my life. And what I want to do is make sure that not just women, but everybody that can hear the sound of my voice, that can see my face, that we all do the preventative work to not reach burnout to delegate, even when it's not the norm, to make sure that we're having healthy conversations, that we get the help that we need so that we can show up in both our personal and our professional lives. And I couldn't do that without you because really being able to take stuff off of my plate so that I can focus, so I can show up and serve the people that God has called me to serve. He put you in my life for a reason. 
right? And mm -hmm. you help me with that every single day on, you know, the days that like this morning is a really good example. Um, you know, I was up a little bit late and I was tired this morning. I normally get up and move around with Liam and he's normally um, out for work, but he was here. And so he's like, you know what? Sleep in. Let me get the boy ready. I'll get him out. Do what you need to do. And so fast forward, play the tape forward you like that. You got that <laughs> later this afternoon as we were getting things together. Um, we were looking at venues for the conference that we're actually having in August. So I'm going to talk about that in a whole nother time, whole nother story. Um, but I knew that he'd been up taking care of stuff while I was working and doing things. I'm like, hey, do you need a fresh cup of coffee? Do you need some lunch? Like those sorts of things, right? Really, when I see him working hard and he needs some things and he sees that I need some rest and vice versa. So it's all about give and take. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I love the most is that our kids get to see that, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't think that I told you this, um, but it may have been a week or so ago. And Amaya was like, mom, I really love how you and dad love on each other. I really am grateful to see what I see because some of my friends, a lot of my friends don't have that. Some of them don't have dads in their lives. Yeah. Some of them don't have moms that are doing the things that we're doing. And mm -hmm. so it's making a difference. It makes a really big difference. That's changing family values and family core. Yep, you know, we it, shifted and breaking curses, right? Yeah, and trying to instill in them what they should instill into their kids to yeah. change that dynamic of black families. Yeah, you know, it, like you said, that you don't see a lot of mom and dad still in the home. You know, we're mm -hmm. celebrating eleven years next, next week. week yes, know? sir. So, I mean, <laughs> and that's big. You know, yeah. you don't see a lot of. I'm not going to stereotype us, but it's the truth. You don't see a lot of us stick together forever and build that that cohesiveness. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, you see people come together at family reunions and stuff like that. But when you have that family unit and everything else and mm -hmm. it's tight and it's hard where you can't break it, mm -hmm. that's family. That, cre that creates the capacity to expand mm -hmm. and make that dynamic that a lot of people don't have. Mm -hmm. It does. It does. This has been so good. I'm so glad that you're here. Look at you getting over your shyness and warming up. Wasn't he good, y'all? Wasn't he good just talking? <laughs> also, Lanisha said um, that we needed this chat, <laughs> the Rones as a series. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So I didn't tell you this part either, but I'm, I'm going to tell you now. I know couple surprises, right? You're new to this podcast thing with me. Okay. So because you technically still are our guests, even though we're sitting in the same room, mm -hmm. um, there are three questions that I typically ask every single guest. All and right. so deep breath, sir. Okay. So the first one is, if you could go back in time and have a conversation with a 17-year-old version of yourself and give him one piece of advice and one piece of advice only, what would it be and why? Ooh, okay, the 17 year old version. That's deep, me. huh? Yeah. Go to school. Mm. Go to school. Finish finish what you started in high school. Mm -hmm. It was rough getting into adulthood without the educational part. Because mm -hmm. of I'm from the environment, I was a product of my environment. 
if -hmm. people understand what I'm saying, you know, so Mm -hmm. if I would have went to school, the dynamics of Darius would have been different to the dynamics of Darius of what you see now. Mm -hmm. I would have had a little bit more education. I would have been in the school of hard knocks as being a cook and stuff like that. I would have went to culinary school and everything else and learned as I was going instead of just learning from starting at the bottom of the kitchen and working my way through the kitchen. Mm-hmm. To the top, come on. Yeah, beep, so, beep, toot, toot. <laughs> I would tell myself, go to school, finish it. You know, it, it looks like it's going to be hard. But in actuality, a degree goes a long way. Mm-hmm. A piece of college education goes a long way. You know, yes, mm-hmm. you got a high school diploma, but this day and age and everything else, where it's computer technical and everything else, that piece of paper holds just a little bit more weight. Mm-hmm. You can have all the experience in the world and you'll get turned down. But if you have just a piece of paper with an experience, it goes a long way. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. So to finish what you started. Okay. Yeah. All right. I love that. I'll take it. Okay. The next question, since we're on the Flow and Flourish podcast and okay. you know that I am the capacity coach, tell me one thing that you do on a regular basis to make sure that you flow and flourish and that you have capacity. I tell my wife this all the time. Um, I ask God for the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Mm. And that there alone, all those words have little bit of power in each one of them. Mm-hmm. However, you may dissect those words. It generates so many different things mm-hmm. you know the words to have the right words to say at that right time mm-hmm. the strength to have the strength to pull through whatever it is mm-hmm. the courage and the wisdom to understand whatever's going on in life it's not that hard mm-hmm. but always asking god please help me out because mm-hmm. god will create all the capacity you need but mm. if you don't come ask, on and preach, sir if you don't ask for it, you shall not receive mm. So that's why, you know, I tell you, I tell my daughter and everything else, the serenity prayer is very strong. Mm-hmm. Yes, it revolves around certain aspects of certain people's lives, but it is the bigger, bigger process of life mm-hmm. in my book and in my eyes. Mm-hmm. And it helps me because mm-hmm. it'd be days that I'm dog tired mm-hmm. but god can you please just go and give me a little bit more strength and i'll perk up and next thing you know i didn't did 10 loans of laundry <laughs> I did, did everything else and, and you're like wow what happened yeah and i asked for help he increases your capacity mm-hmm. on a daily basis mm-hmm. i love it and you know it's true you you have taught all of us to recite the serenity prayer i don't have my bracelet on today but you have yours see yeah True, true, true. And, you know, when you're not here and Liam creeps in the bed, we say the serenity prayer at night together. So I love it. I love it. All right. Last thing. This this is not this is not even hard. You are right. You are right. right. So what is one thing that you want the listeners and viewers to take away from our conversation in terms of purposeful parenting? You only can teach your kids so much. You got to walk. You got to walk it, talk it, and do it. Mm. You know, you can tell them verbatim by your mouth and everything else, but if you're not walking behind what you stand on, then it doesn't mean nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, if you show them 
and everything else. And that with a little bit of work, a little bit of elbow grease and everything else, it works. Mm -hmm. But if you're not standing on none of the words that you stand on, then it's like having a false fable. Mm -hmm. But if you tell them and you show them and they see it and they'd be like, my daddy gets up and go to work and, you know, he does this and he does that. And my mom and this and this and they, yeah, they may argue and they may cry and everything else. But at the end of the night, they're right there next to each other, telling each other good night and I love you and everything else. Mm -hmm. Then they'll understand that, you know, if you work at it, it works. Mm -hmm. But if you just passing each other by and everything else and you're saying two dip you're saying the same words but you're not coming to that point or mm -hmm. to that head then it's not going to work you know like pastor said our rings is full circle mm. there's no points there's mm. no heads there's no nothing it's it full circle so if you start on one half of the circle and i meet you on the other half we made a full circle mm -hmm. You know, it's not a 180, but it's a whole 360. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, Go on and preach, you got to <laughs> look. Lanisha already said, where can we book Darius Rome for other podcasts? <laughs> uh, yeah, just please talk to your kids. Yeah. Don't wait. That's two things. No, I okay. said one. No, because it's part of parenting. Oh, OK, sorry. so no. But wait a minute. Oh, okay. OK, go ahead. I'm no, sorry. sorry. So forgot. it's two things. Talk to your kids <laughs> and let them know that it's going to be OK. OK, I love it. Did you have fun? Yes, I was a little bit nervous at the beginning, but you know. You did good. I'm I proud tried. of you. Thank you for getting <laughs> on here with me. I love it. And, you know, what I'm always saying is walk the talk, right? Mm -hmm. Our kids do what they see, not what we say. And so I love that you ended it with that because we are living, breathing, walking testimonies of that. And so we try to make sure that our words match our actions. And, you know, when it comes to capacity overall, it's the same thing. What you say you want, like what are you spending your time on? We say that we want healthy, well-rounded kids that know how to make decisions, communicate and express their feelings. And that's what we're doing. Yes. We're helping them create the capacity to do that. Mm -hmm. So, oh my goodness, this has been so fun. I might I might have to do some more live podcasts. Um, for those of you who follow the podcast, this one will be posted later on this week. I did want to go ahead and just give you a little bit of a treat. Bring on Chef Darius Rome so that we Thank can you. talk through and have this amazing conversation. So if you enjoyed this, please let us know. And if you are watching the replay, let us know that you love this as well. You can find the Flow and Flourish podcast on all the platforms. We are on Apple Podcasts, yes. Google, Spotify. Yes. Oh, you and your yes, yes Lord. Y'all, y'all see this? <laughs> so thank you again for all of you who are watching live. Thank you for the replays. We really appreciate it. And we hope you have a wonderful night. I look forward to continuing to be your capacity coach and watching you flow and flourish in every single area of your life. Good night, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know that we definitely enjoyed recording it. And I've gotten so much feedback. I think that Mr. Rona and I may be doing a couple of more live episodes. But this time, I'll plan it out a little bit more. It won't be so impromptu so that you can join us too. Now, until then, I hope that you have thoroughly enjoyed the series. And next week, you will be getting that episode that I mentioned two weeks ago with my good girlfriend, Marsha Flemings, as we talk about 
going from corporate to calling. It's such a good episode, so make sure that you tune in. Also, if you haven't already gotten the Flow and Flourish Toolkit, what are you waiting for? This toolkit is so amazing and it has so many great things in there to help you. It's like having me right in your back pocket, literally. And you get access to the 15 plus videos that are in the member dashboard. So if you haven't checked that out, make sure that you do that. Also, please, please, please make sure that you are sharing this and every other episode with people that you know need to hear it that will, you know, benefit from the things that we talk about. And last but not least, make sure that you go rate and review this podcast so your girl can get some of those awards too. And I can, you know, make sure that I'm sharing my voice and continuing to do this all over the world. Until then, thank you for allowing me to share this space with you. And I look forward to continuing to be your capacity coach and helping you to flow and flourish in every single area of your life without having to sacrifice yourself your family, and what matters most to you. Talk to you soon.